Howdy, folks. Before we start this session of Bebop Tabletop, we just want to say thanks to all our listeners, Twitter followers, and everyone who supported us along the journey. If you like what you've been hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on your listening app of choice. It would help us out more than a sack full of oolongs. Now, hit it. Three, two, one. This is Bebop Tabletop, the podcast that's turning each episode of Cowboy Bebop into a tabletop RPG. I'm Lee Jo John. I'm Andrew Wu. And together, we're remixing the characters, music, and themes into a game we can play. Let's jam. Hello, cruel children. Welcome to session 21 of Bebop Tabletop. Today, we're talking about Piero LeFou. Did I pronounce that right, Lee Jo? You know, I took four years of high school French, and I think that's right, but honestly, you could say anything, and I'd probably think it was. Thank you for agreeing with me. Mm-hmm. Lee Joe, how you doing? You know, we record these later at night because of our time zone differences, uh, and yeah, it, some days you, you just get, you get 10 p.m. energy, and some days you get 10 a.m. energy, and today is definitely uh, Bebop Tabletop at night. Well... Fortunately, I'm asleep at both of those times normally, so it's, true. it's the same to me. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, God, can you imagine? Uh, 12 <laughs> hours of sleep. Um, <laughs> today, we are talking about Piero LeFou, session 20 of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, this was a weird one, right? Like, this is just that strange, this is the second horror episode that we've seen, and it is uh, very, very odd. Yeah, no, this is definitely one of those kind of one-shot experiments. These are episodes that you could probably call filler in the sense that nothing happens plot-wise, but, I mean, that's not Cowboy Bebop, right? That is, uh, I mean, that is just kind of, Cowboy Bebop is just a collection of stories. It's a series of excellent filler, yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> Basically, the show. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the tagline now. <laughs> oh, no, that feels very reductive. <laughs> I've said it before that Cowboy Bebop is just a collection of cliches that make something new. Uh, but, you know, even this episode just kind of feels a little bit random. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you ready to get into it then? Shall we start well, with a summary? Absolutely. Let's hit it. Spike encounters a floating murder clown barely escaping with his life. Jet's ISSP contact Bob tells him that it was Mad Pierrot and Spike is the only known person to survive an encounter with him. Ed gets a message inviting Spike to Spaceland. Despite Faye's objections, Spike goes anyway. At the abandoned theme park, Spike and Tongpu fight amongst the attractions. Faye attempts to intervene, but is shot down. Luckily, a toy cat starts to meow, terrifying the clown. Some lights flash in Spike's eyes, and Tongpu remembers a cat. Spike throws a dagger at Tongpu's leg. The mad clown cries, like a child, and he calls for his mother. A parade of robots crushes him to death. Yeah, even the summary was weird, right? Like, it, it's just a, it's a, I mean, I've complained before about how my summaries keep getting longer and longer. Fortunately, this week it's real short because it's just, yeah, Spike fights a clown. That's it. That's what happened this week. And it wasn't <laughs> even like a narratively fulfilling clown. It was just hey, Spike fights this clown he randomly stumbled upon committing a murder. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, went to get, I went to McDonald's to get a burger, and Ronald McDonald started killing people, so I needed to kill him back, I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he kind of taunted me. So, yeah, I had to fight him at Disney World. 
Uh, what, one of the things we, we talked a little bit before the show, uh, like one of the things that popped up was like, how did how did Tong Fu, how did Piro get Spike's email? Right? How did he invite him to Spaceland? I, 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 that's the part to me that just makes no sense. <laughs> how did he have the faculties to write an email? Just period. Like he definitely seemed <laughs> a little too far gone to be set to typing up an email. You know, like to whom it may concern. Like I like it's it's one of those things where I'm like, hmm, this doesn't even- seem right. If, if he's got, like, the mind of a child, right? Like, I guess it'd be, like, a five-year-old, like, writing a text message. Uh, it, it happens, right? It's a thing. It's possible. It's just a little bit, like... <laughs> 1v1 weird. me IRL, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, no! It's that! This is an Xbox Live problem, right? It's just... He's just yelling at him over the headset, Mike. <laughs> and the problem is... Spike is so stubborn and compulsive. He does go fight him one v one IRL. It is it is the worst situation. Yeah. No. But that being said, it was a it was a it was still a great episode in terms of animation. And even there have been some references that this episode is more of a uh, homage to Batman the animated series mm-hmm. since. Sunrise is the production company for both shows. Uh, and, like, even, you know, Pierre LeFou definitely is, feels like a mix of, like, the Penguin and the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a, the the darker imagery, the, you know, I could see Batman fighting in Spaceland like that. Like, this mm-hmm. all feels very, you know... If 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 you know Kevin Conroy was in the <laughs> was in the background, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I think also like there are without getting too much into spoilers of the future, but there are character implications of what Spike does here of of Spike and Faye, like th- that that interaction as well. Like all of these things do add to their characters quite a bit, but still nothing happens. They fight a clown. Clown dies. So I mean, sometimes, sometimes you fight a clown, and sometimes that clown dies. You know, it's not it's just just how it is. <laughs> uh, another part that I found, yeah, narratively unfulfilling was just how luck based things happened were in this episode. I, I guess that's that's the thing. You know, it's a it's a it's a trend. It's a theme of the show that these people have the worst luck, and. I, I guess that's the thing. I guess eventually the coin flips the other way and they get lucky in the other way, right? That the lights just flash in the right way, that uh, the clown is scared, and that's how they win. That was something that I was considering adding to the to our RPG as a mechanic because I've always thought that the Cowboy Bebop crew, like, their luck always comes in kind of waves, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if you imagine a sine wave, that's their luck. Sometimes it is the pits. Like, they, you know, everything that could go wrong does go wrong. But sometimes like this, like, literally this guy, the this unstoppable killer is afraid of cats. So, like, oh, suddenly he is, he is woundable because he freaked out for a second. Uh, you know, I, I think that that is going to be a key component to our game. Is how do we get luck into this? We're already rolling dice. How do we make it feel like luck plays a huge role? Well, I that's I think that's the thing, right? It's uh, luck does play the biggest role because, you, for the most part, unless it's something incredibly mundane, every every role takes higher than the base level skill, right? Now mm-hmm. you will uh, you will adjust your luck because you will try to use skills you are better at, so that you are you 
you are hopefully going to succeed at a higher rate, but that doesn't mean you will. Uh, if you, if, if I am, you know, if, if I've got a D eight roll in something, uh, for a D six check or something, that doesn't mean I automatically win. I can still absolutely mm -hmm. fail. It is, uh, yeah, sometimes it's just the luck of the die, right? And it always makes the most interesting moments in, in the game, right? When you, I always, again, you know, I've said this many times. I always like failure far more than I like success. I don't know, but like's not the word. But I, I find that failure is much, much more interesting than success. Yes and no. I mean, again, the answer to everything is it depends. Uh, you want your players to succeed generally. You don't want them to spend an hour trying to solve your puzzle because that's not no, interesting. Yeah. No, that's not fun. <laughs> or, you know, if they're trapped in some, like a locked room, if they're spending, you know, 30 minutes trying to roll to bend the bars or something, you know, that's mm. not interesting. But if they fail in a social interaction, that's kind of funny. Uh, if you let, let me rephrase it a little bit then, like I want failures that end. Right, like I don't want failure that leaves you stuck in a room. That's not fun. <laughs> I want a failure that's like, oh yeah, you screwed this up, and now we have to deal with the consequences of it. Yeah, so I mean, you just want dynamic change, right? Like you. Yeah, if... I want unboring failure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. I don't think anybody wants a boring failure. <laughs> Shifting gears a little, uh, we are continuing our series of playtests for Bebop Tabletop, the game, and this time we we, com we completed a session that is loosely based on the episode Pierre LeFou. Uh, this time I am the game maestro, and uh, Wu was a player this time. Um, we used another group of people that we knew who are fairly experienced in the tabletop RPG world. Uh, a, a couple of them have been on this podcast, uh, Matt and Travis, as well as a friend of ours, Colin. It was a fun time, I would think. Uh, what do you think, Andrew? I think so. Yeah, like I, the, I, I think that was the general consensus we got from everybody as well. Uh, definitely, this being my first time playing as a player, uh, it was, I think I noted in there that like, uh, it was much more enjoyable to me the second time than the first time, just because I didn't have to do as much work. <laughs> so, so I had this feeling that that is like, oh, I just have to jump in and play. Great, <laughs> awesome, I love it. Um, I will agree. Like, it was a lot of fun. The role play elements were very interesting. Uh, we stuck to the same uh, philosophy as in our first play test, where. Uh, Lijo, you played a, a monk, or not a monkey, I wish. Uh, Lijo, you played as a cat mm. uh, just to help out the team in minor ways. Uh, taking the lessons from that of not being, not being able to speak with the party when necessary, I built my character out as a, a macaw, as a, as a parrot. Uh, and that led to some fun, just w little weird elements of, well, you know, they have a... I, so I can absolutely imagine the Bebop crew owning a parrot and it being a nightmare for everybody. Like, that's, that's, mm. there were moments in there that it's just like, yeah, this is, uh, this is problematic. <laughs> like, like, what are they going to do? How are they, these people are not qualified to take care of this pet, but somehow it's there, <laughs> right? Not to mention the odd concept of zero G flight. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, 
I don't know how, if a if a, any bird can fly without gravity or air. You know? I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not without air, but gravity would be the weird one. Mm. Uh, some of my favorite whenever whenever I see them, I try to clip like little gifs or gifs of the of Ein floating in zero g, just because him wiggling his little legs is like the cutest thing on the show. I love it. <laughs> it it was another session where we grounded them because it seemed easier than dealing with our ship combat, our ship mechanics. Although, really, uh, we do need to stress those at some point, so we will Mm -hmm. work on that in a later session. I will say, as a caveat, uh, this playtest was done pretty quickly after the first one, so I don't know if we changed too much in terms of combat or roleplay, and I think I took some... Uh, liberties with the encounter system, so we will let you hear the con- the encounter system and some of the changes we made. Uh, but you know, obviously, again, as always, take it with a grain of salt because we will be making changes. Of course, yeah. Something I'm very interested in as well as a question for you, the game maestro, was h- how did you feel about adapting this episode? Like, what what kind of elements spoke to you? And again, this is a weird episode of the anime. But well, like, what kind of elements did you look for? Which, which things spoke to you most about building this encounter for us? As far as a, a tabletop role-playing game session, there's a lot, actually, from this episode you could take and go and run with, basically. Uh, I guess if I really came down to it, when in my thought process, is the two simplest things were either one, kind of go straight following the episode and have a killer on the loose and have our, our bounty hunting crew go after them. Uh, or, and I this is the route I took, is the the most interesting part of this episode was Spaceland, the <laughs> definitely not Disney World of it all. And if I always skew more comedy anyway, so I, I thought that would be a more fun sandbox to play in. And luckily, our players took to it. I, I noticed that you took at least two rides out of the show, right? Like, um, I think in our session, we ended up using a carousel and a roller coaster and the uh, fun house, right, was the major point here. Mm. Uh, were there any other rides that you had considered or, or like, uh, other locations that you had in mind that we didn't get to? I've mentioned before that you don't really want to prepare too, too much. I had some ideas for the shooting gallery. I had a few ideas for like a water ride and a, you know like the spinning teacups, uh, mm. but I I think the only thing that I truly had planned was the carousel, just because uh, that feels like the most iconic part of any uh, amusement park is mm. like that main carousel. You know whether you see it like Six Flags or Disney World or whatever, um, but you know I had I had some ideas in mind if you did engage. Uh, luckily, you guys did engage with the the, the roller coaster. You did engage mm-hmm. uh, with the Hall of Mirrors, so that was great. Um, but when in doubt, you gotta improv, baby. <laughs> that is the best skill to have in all mm-hmm. this. What what was something that surprised you most from from this session? What was something that really made you say, "Wait, what? What are we doing here?" <laughs> uh, well. The thing that was most out out in left field was uh, Travis's character, Moonpie, wanting to go see the the person they needed to protect uh, before this the Spaceland uh, outing. Uh, Moonpie 
Travis's character was a bit more like Rocket Raccoon, like if you from <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, but a little bit more cuddly. Uh, so it was it was a little bit of a weird uh, a weird kind of uh, you know role playing moment where he was trying to impress a twelve year old who was playing <laughs> you know future Fortnite. So it was silly. It was fun. Uh, definitely was not planning on it, but hey, we got through it. It was great. Yeah, that was that was wild. But other than that, you know, I think everything else was pretty pretty smooth. There was no real friction, and because. Our character creator system is pretty pretty streamlined. I think that we had, or I think our players had pretty good ideas of what their characters were like. Yeah, not to toot our own horns, but we did a great job. (laughs) (laughs) Too much? A little too much. (laughs) I mean... You should always feel good about something you've created, right? Like, if you feel bad about it, then you should really not publish it at all, right? You should make something else, You yeah. should make something else <laughs> if you hate your product. But, you know, I don't think anybody wants to hear us go, yes, we did great. Let's pat ourselves on the back repeatedly. Every episode from here on out. <laughs> it's our victory lap. <laughs> Bebop Tabletop, the victory lap. Oh, no. Ugh. I'm going to cut most of this. Um, <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, so for this week's episode of the podcast, we want to play the a little bit of the introduction of our session that we recorded uh, and some of the character introductions, because I think uh, these characters are a lot of fun to play with. And hopefully they inspire you, the listener, to understand what kind of characters are possible to build and give you ideas of your own of what you might want to play. And then we'll uh, do the same thing as we did last week, where we cut in, give you a little bit of a summary of what happened through the session, and then we'll we'll see you guys on the other side of this. See you soon. So we're gonna start in media res, just FYI. Uh, if you had, so if it's a little bit of a sudden start, you know, don't worry, just you know, we'll roll with whatever we got. Uh, but at the very beginning. <laughs> We'll want you all to give a quick blurb about your characters, like say who they are, a quick like uh, like a, like a quick two minute summary of what what what's their deal and what they're good at. Uh, yeah, this is I guess this, this episode is loosely based on the episode of Piero Lafu. Uh, okay, I guess. All right, <clears throat> before we start, uh, I guess I'll call out your name and if you can just give me that quick two minute rundown. Um, so, Colin. Yes. I'm uh, Dr. Foggy Bottom T. Periwinkle Esquire. Um, you can call me Foggy, the Fogman, Fogster, Big Fog, Velvet Fog, whatever you know, whatever you want. Um, I am. Uh, uh, I come from money. My my uh, mom is from the Tamagotchi uh, line. A lot of money on that side. My dad, very famous explorer. Well, he was. He's like the great 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 grandson of uh, Meriwether Lewis. Uh, so big time explorer. My uh, I, I I took the bar exam on a lark, passed it with flying colors. That's where the Esquire comes from. And then I went to uh, went to Mars University to get my doctorate in computers. So I'm really good at computers. I can I can turn them on and off. I can hack into things. I can hack out of things. I can um, what's the other thing called? I can dive into the net. Apparently, I don't know what that means, but I can do it. Um, <laughs> My uh, at my graduation party from doctor school, 
my my brother Jumanjo uh, poisoned my our parents so that he could take control of the family fortune and uh, start a crime syndicate that operates across all of Jupiter's moons, all like 80 billion of them. And uh, I, I, I will never forgive him. And I am, I am uh, trying to, you know, find him and, and capture him and bring him to justice by gathering information from, you know, hunting people over the past years, however long this has been. Feels very anime. Let's go with Matt. I am Rondo the Magnificent. Uh, Rondo is a uh, a professional entertainer. Uh, he specializes in close-up magic and sleight of hand. And uh, don't call him a clown, but uh, that's kind of it. It was a it was a comedy magic show, uh, and. Um, do you wear clown makeup? Why would I call him a clown? Oh, because it's comedy magic. Okay. Comedy magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, like costumes and stuff, not, but not literally clown makeup. Uh, no big shoes. Um, but so, so Rondo <laughs> and Mondo were a two part act. Uh, and at some point during their four year meteoric rise to the heights of uh, comedy magic entertainment they were recruited by ISSP uh, syndicate killed Mondo in by by blowing up the tiny hover car that he was driving in a simulated car chase and um, Mondo died Rondo lost his left hand and spent months recuperating in the hospital now he has lots of medical bills uh, the ISSP has disavowed him. Uh, so now he is bounty hunting to pay the medical bills and uh, eventually track down and kill or capture Mondo's killers. Uh, it might have been Jumanjo. I'm just saying he's, uh, <laughs> he's a pretty dick guy. Yeah, it, it could have been. Who knows? <laughs> It's two guys hunting now. What a twist. Jumanjo, yes. <laughs> He's kind of like a, a, a sort of if Apollo Robbins was actually a an assassin. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, Senor Moonpie. Hello. My name is Moonpie. Um, I was uh, an android to uh, a small child named Yoshi. Um. That was about 40 years now. Uh, he, uh, his parents, uh, he started getting made fun of uh, around 13, um, and uh, it got so bad that uh, well, he got made fun of because he had a friend teddy bear. Um, and then <laughs> at the age of about 13, uh, it got really bad, and his parents decided they were going to move, take him out of school, and put him into a new system uh, on a new planet. And uh, in that process, they left me behind. Um, and I've never oh. forgiven him for that. Um, and like I said, that was 30 years ago now. So I've been combing the galaxy, looking for Yoshi and possibly those uh, fucking awful parents. Um, I've gotten pretty tough and pretty hard on the mean, mean streets of the, the universe. Um, just trying to pay my way. I don't trust anybody. Uh, I said maybe Yoshi. Why? Why? Uh, oh, and, he's and he's an android. He's huh? an android, right? He's an android, yeah. bro? He's an android teddy yeah. bear? Why doesn't he have, like, perfect di- addiction? 
Why does he talk like this? He's he was have have uh, decayed in the in the in the intervening years. Uh, so okay. I, I have this cute little lisp. Uh, it was exactly. much better back when it was like a sweet, cute child voice, but now it's like a gruff adult voice. But I still have the impediment. I was gonna say he was he was programmed to be a child's friend, so he was cute like that. Uh... And it's kind of got taken this gruff tone because he he still has to have the lisp. But he's real mad. So wheel mad, wheel mad, wheel mad, wheel mad. So my my strengths are I'm you really dexterous, and I'm really good with weapons. Um, and then I have one like special ability where I can act real fucking cute to try to persuade people. Mm. Are you like a foot tall? I'm like teddy bear size. So yeah, like a like a like a foot what tall. what. Well, which Weapons kind of teddy bear? Hold. Like the giant teddy bear, or like the like a regular teddy bear? Well, like a like build bear. Okay. White yeah. Ted. That's exactly okay. white Ted. So, like, are are you guess are you like pretty strong for a teddy bear? I assume you're holding like big guns and. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I <laughs> pretty I strong for like a teddy bear, bear is a very so, like... low bar. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking like tensile strength, like like he just can't get ripped apart by a child. <laughs> I mean, I can carry bigger weapons than a baby could carry, but like, like a full grown man, I can carry weapons a full grown man could carry. He is he is reinforced with science, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, squawks. All right. Uh... For all you know, I'm, I, I think you guys must have named me. Squawks McFeatherbeak is a blue and yellow macaw that used to live at the Mars Zoo until one day uh, an exotic pet thief stole Squawks and sold him to Steve Bonnet, a wealthy arms dealer turned wannabe pirate. Bonnet was pretty incompetent, but, uh, you know, as Squawks was um, adapting to this new life, he learned, or they learned, that they could manipulate the ship systems through imitating people's voices and clicks and whistles uh, kind of hacked into the systems around the ship. The pirate ship never really caught on to what, you know, this mysterious ghost that's inhabiting their ship. Uh, but eventually they did build up a big enough bounty that this crew apprehended Steve Bonnet at some point and took on Squawks as just another, you know, a fun parrot, a fun parrot. Uh, the one other, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a, it's a showpiece, right? Um, <laughs> The one other consequence of Steve Bonnet and his crew are that uh, Squawks now has a crippling addiction to crackers and treats. Uh, Thank you for saying errs after that. Crack would have been interesting. Well, if you just stop at crack. (laughs) It's the same thing. It's the same thing in this universe. It's a crippling addiction to crack. Errs. I I call them squawky snackers. Um, yeah, so so you know this this is where Squawks kind of specializes in uh, Squawks is a hacking bird. Yeah, that, that's that, that's the the run of it here. Squawks is also useful as a distraction because he's uh, you know they're big and beautiful. They are able to. <laughs> my my favorite skill is billing, which is you know because he's got a bill. <laughs> a beak. I'll take. I'll, this, I'll work what is this skill of having a beak? <laughs> Having a beak, yeah. <laughs> the ability to bill, yeah. It's got a bill for bills. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> uh, we open up to uh, a, a sunset on Mars. Uh, you guys are all in a in a you know 
what looks to be an office room. Uh, you look out the window, Rondo, and you can see the sun setting. You can see the the beginnings of the two moons as they kind of you know float like awkward potatoes. And you hear <laughs> you hear the the squawking not of squawks, but of a, of a but a but a bookish man who has been yelling who seems to have been yelling at you for the last half hour. Uh, you finally you know turn your cognition towards him. And you hear him, okay, do you understand that, Rondo? Rondo understands nothing. Can the you man, say again? <laughs> the, the bookish sort looks incredibly exasperated as he, he, it's clear that none of you have been paying attention to him. And the he... Book, man. It's like really... See, you see all those moons? I didn't even know there were two moons. There are two moons in Mars? Who knew? Yeah, two potato... I'm taking all Matt's acts again. <laughs> <laughs> do a, do a well, that makes you're, a teddy, you're the teddy bear in the crew if you're a TPX uh, the, 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 the bookish man was going to restart and then looks at you foggy and goes uh, based on our records didn't you go to school here there weren't two moons back then uh, there was I, there's earth over there but I don't I don't know where these moons came from you guys I'm just a I'm just a computer doctor I don't know I don't know about moons that's not my expertise you can check my skill sheet it has nothing about moons that is fair not everybody knows about moons uh, but the man turns back towards <laughs> Rondo okay once more from the top uh, you you and your crew owe quite a lot of mulongs in parking tickets for the the Tamagotchiu, or sorry, Gachiu. Gachiu. Because Rondo does not respect your authority to collect parking money. Rondo parks where he wants. I agree with ca- with Clown Captain. That's why we impounded it. This we are we were. Have you not been listening for the last hour? No the reason. <laughs> uh, this man I have, and I glasses and... all of it because it was so stupid. <laughs> this man sighs. Rondo, you owe almost half a million wulongs to uh, in tickets. We impounded your ship. We, because of your history working with the ISSP, we are offering you a job as a freelancer for us. We'll we'll release your ship if you can just do a day's work. Is that fair? How much work? Okay. <laughs> Very mm. briefly, there. You know, I can't give too much classified information, but uh, there is someone who has been targeting ISSP. Uh, top brass the the chair because we have forces you know secure uh, protecting them they're okay but we need someone to watch the the chairman's mistress he's sending her and her son to spaceland for the day all i need is for all of you to watch them make sure they're not in any danger and you know let the kid have a good time and probably nothing will happen and uh, you come back We'll give you your ship, and we're right as rain. I put out my cigar on the windowsill and kind of look out at the moons, and I turn slowly. The light catches me. Watch a kill, watch watch a kid. Sounds like uh, a job perfect for Moon Pie. 
<laughs> Don't worry, Wando. I'll get you out of this. And we'll see who the wheel captain of this ship is. SSP like brass are all bastards. But Rondo, Rondo like children. We take the job. Yeah, so these are our characters for session two. Uh, from this point forward, uh, Julio, whose name was never mentioned, uh, gives them their job and uh, explains kind of the context of why they have to go do this protection job, right? Yeah, it's a con- it, it feels like a combination of like every like every like sitcom from like the 90s where a tough guy would protect a child like you know you know the kindergarten cop versus like the Vin Diesel and the pacifier or whatever or um <laughs> the yeah they they are supposed to protect this kid and his mom on a nice little outing in uh in spaceland and uh, everybody chose to do it in different ways where mm-hmm. Travis wanted to be like the bodyguard up close where others Went to go investigate, and others uh, pretended to be park employees to yeah. various degrees of success. Yeah, one, one of the wildest things that happened around uh, pretty early, like right right after where we're cutting into, was that Matt's character decided, I want to look up some costumes, and I want to dress as one of the characters from the park. Who do we come up with? Like Admiral? Admiral Perry Parrot. Right, yeah, and then and then suddenly the parrot that I'm playing is a costume piece that's part of this admiral outfit. Like all of that was wild to me that that happened. <laughs> it was fun. It's silly, and that is, uh, I mean, that, that is one of the fun things about, uh, you know, improv. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, I just I think just to kind of go through some of our weaker points. Uh, we did have some struggling with the the skills list, I believe. We we still have, you know, we, we talked about how we don't have the traditional investigate, uh, perception, you know, stealth kind of roles. We do have skills that coincide with them, but they may not be quite as familiar for those who are familiar mm-hmm. to D&D. So, uh, like, we kept... I kept wanting them to roll for like a perception type roll and I used alertness and some other ones, which are fine, but I wonder if we need something very specific to perception. Uh, maybe. I, I don't think, I think what happened here is that we all just forgot we had alertness. So we never actually used alertness as a skill when that is our perception right now. Like it's, it's, we just didn't recognize the name at game time. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, stealth could be tracking or trail- tailing mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I I, th- I do think we are due for a, a skills rewrite soon. It's just, yeah, we haven't done it yet. Yeah, I, the way we go about that may differ. We may need to just rework the skills. We may need to just dump the skills and may, maybe make a bank of skills that they can pick and choose from. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure where I'd like to go with that uh, because both are good options. They're just, they're very different. In mm-hmm. how you approach them. Yeah, that that's for future playtests here. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, Will, you were Squawks, the macaw. Um, mm. Did you did you have any thoughts playing? Like anything that felt good, felt bad? Uh, definitely, the the improv was good, right? Uh, it helps again when we're playing with people we're familiar with and people who are familiar with role playing, and having fun right i mean I, th- I think it always helps that uh that we have people that are here to have a good time so that was that you know that helps um something i do want to note is that yeah two sessions in and 
uh, both sessions were still fun. Like, I think uh, nobody ever came away from it feeling like, man, that was because they were long. Right. Um, I, I know you said originally you wanted this to be a short session and then it turned into a, a regular three hour long session. I had but, planned this session to be 90 minutes. I had cut, I had started, I'd cut the fat from the beginning. I had cut a lot of the like middle parts. Still somehow three hours. <laughs> and, so. and I think the, the key was that it was a good three hours, right? I, I think everybody still felt like uh, this was a fun time to spend over three hours. I, I, like, someday we'll have a playtest that doesn't feel good, right? I, it's just a, it's just bound to happen. We can't, mm. we can't, no one bats a thousand, right? Like it's, it's not possible forever. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so far, two in, uh, definite points we need to hit uh, and improve. But still, people are having a good time, and that that is encouraging to me. Of course, you know the de- the deck is stacked in our favor in a lot of ways, but still, like it, it it's a good sign. One of the other things that I liked was uh, playing as a character. Uh, I, I saw the same struggles that other other people had in the first session, where it was a matter of yeah, looking for like well, what skill makes sense here, or trying to figure out what to do next based on you know your your list of skills that you're good at. I think there is a tendency to like I noticed myself doing this like just kind of looking at the skills that I'm best at and trying to fit the situation to what those are. Uh, I think that's normal, right? That that's a normal role playing thing where it's like oh yeah, like you know I built my rogue to be good at stealth, so I'm going to keep trying to do stealth things, right? I, I think that's that's okay. Like it it's just a little less familiar because we're playing different kinds of archetypes now. I'm I'm always more of a lenient game master or you know dungeon master where if I can see a way that you could solve a problem with another skill, I will let you roll that skill. Um, and I if if people are willing to persuade me, I'm I'm happy to listen to it. Uh, and I think that is both a good and a bad thing, you know. Telling me you want to persuade someone with your fists and not that and that's not an intimidation, that's you know, that can be a little bit on the iffy side. And mm-hmm. if you do if you're too lenient, certain skills become pointless, right? Why mm-hmm. yep. it's the you know, if you look at, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, fifth edition, uh, strength and intelligence are often considered dump stats, you know, for most mm-hmm. builds. That's why there's so many himbos. And in uh, in D and D, um, and so people will try to get away without they'll they'll try to solve problems without any intelligence skills, um, mm, yeah. and so it, it, yes, it is more fun if you let them do whatever they want, but a little bit of strictness is it goes a long way, I would say, you know. Yeah, I I think players will figure out the like that's the balance, right? Like. You want to restrict players in just the right ways where they ultimately have a better time, but without feeling like you're restricting them from having any fun, right? It's a strange... Uh, I've definitely noticed this in the times that I've been running this game as well, where we're like, oh, where where's the balance here? Like, if I let them do too much without it, without any restrictions, it's like, oh, they're they're giving themselves too much rope, <laughs> right, to, to have a good time. They're They're circling in a weird way. And I was a little, occasionally I was a little bit leading where I wanted them to succeed. So I'm like, well, you're kind of doing your style. You might as well roll your style dice too. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, how, did, how did you feel about that as a, as a tool, right? Like just as a way to, 
uh, two things, right? It lets you encourage players that are playing to their character type in a way that you find enjoyable, and two, as a way of leading them towards clues, right? I think it works well when the uh, the the style is a little bit on the vaguer side, so I can use it for multiple things. Like again, for Travis' character, uh, his style was gruff, which works for a lot of scenarios. I think, uh, whereas I think you know, like <laughs> Jack's character last time was business casual. You let mm-hmm. him do it for several things, but it also kind of felt. A little bit, you know, less than, you know, not yeah. Not I mean, it, as it definitely, it's definitely a thing that it was just a reward, right? Like, I mean, that that's the only reason I did it was because I like what you're doing. Have some extra dice. <laughs> and there were some things that I kind of, I there were some kind of scenarios that I did kind of make adjustments on the fly. Like, um, I think the one that I remember is you mentioned the 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 costuming. Uh, for mm-hmm. Rondo the Magnificent, and what I had done is I had I had uh, Colin roll for a net diving investigation type role, and it, because he did well, I gave uh, I gave Matt an advantage on his role. I had him roll a dice up, and he rolled so well that it was basically picture perfect, you know. And that yeah. was, and that worked really well. I you know, but I don't think I don't know if that's something I want to hard code into the manual, and that's mm-hmm. that's the problem. Is I made a lot of decisions on the fly that I liked because it felt good, but I don't know if I want to put it down on paper because it might be just wholly unbalanced. Right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's an interesting question that we won't be solving today. I don't think. But <laughs> no. Yeah. Like like how many how how much of the rule book should be our own house styles? Right. Like you know, in, in, normally we don't have to deal with. Uh, like having to invent the game itself, right? So, so in our case now, it's like, oh, we can, whatever our custom house styles are, could just be the game itself, right? And and is that still fun? It's tough. So, every every so often, Wizards of the Coast will release something called Unearth Arcana, which is kind of their playtesting builds for new things. And very often people will st- rush to the internet and be like, rush into the you know Twitter or somewhere else on the internet and go, hey, this is completely broken. This is going to ruin the game. Uh, I can't believe they didn't play test this ahead of time. And I, I, come with, I come with two views on that. First, yes, it's good that these people are passionate about this and that it is something that, hey, maybe it does need to be, you know, maybe it does warrant another look. But then sometimes also like uh, people who homebrew, homebrew nonsense all the time like if it's fun for your game and you know as long as your player is not unreasonable about it why not let them let them be the big robot you know it's (laughs) it's hard to you know it's one of those things where i'm like "Eh, all right yeah go ahead go for it but would you want that in the main book and that's what i that's what i that's where i kind of go uh no i don't know we're the main book now baby (laughs) Yeah, we need to stop saying baby. But yeah, baby, <laughs> that's a, it's a it's a trouble that I don't know where to go with it because I like I want to give people the ability to be fluid to change what they want to change on the fly. I also don't. Uh, I also do think that you know sometimes it does help to have guidance or maybe mm. <laughs> maybe we should have like a, an appendix of proposed house rules and that, ah, that that's a that's a neat idea that that seems like a good way to kind of cut that in the middle 
I think something that will be that will kind of save us here is just that. Well, you know, whatever we do end up writing down, the players can, uh, you know, whoever's running their game can do whatever they want with it. Also, like we're not saying that these are the rules and they must be followed. We're we have no power over you. So have at it. So the party, they figured out different ways to get into Spaceland to protect this uh, mother and child. Uh, eventually, a uh, en- enough information had ha- had been gathered, and a shot was fired from a rooftop. Right, I think that's that's probably where we're going to cut into our encounter. Afterwards, two of the players were able to stay back, and we had a small debrief session. We talked about what we liked, what we didn't like. And uh, we, th- we found it pretty informative, so we're going to keep a good chunk of it here and, you know, let you let everyone hear it. And then we'll, we'll move on to the next one next time. We'll see you at the other end. Okay, so I'm going to actually roll something. Excellent, 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 excellent. That's bad for us. Cool, no, it, <laughs> it's not so bad. Okay, <laughs> a couple of things all start happening at once. So you're all kind of in the same-ish location. Well, not not Foggy, but uh, <laughs> Foggy has gotten on the roller coaster, and he, he is sitting by himself in an aisle because nobody actually wants to sit next to him. Front row, front yeah. row. I'm and, <laughs> definitely front row. <laughs> uh, he is alone in the front row. Normally a coveted spot. But he's like, no one wants to do that. <laughs> it's like three rows back are empty as well. Yeah, just like, just, I'll take the next one. He took the briefcase on the ride with him. I thought that was illegal. He's uh, got he, strapped in. Uh, okay, <laughs> you are about to start moving up the hill. You, Moonpire, just chilling with Claire and Ricky, and they're you know they're having a meal, mother and son, and. Uh, you, uh, you notice like you know they, you know they're they're eating their food. They got their you know giant soft drinks or whatever together. So you're you know they're having a good time, and you, I don't think you'd really be butting in too much, mostly because you know you don't want any chance of the the tasers being revealed. Correct? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Squawks, from your from your vantage point, uh, you see a glimmer of red. A uh, that's on the table, moving towards uh, towards Claire. It, it, I mean, it almost looks like the sight lines of a, a sniper rifle. Foggy. At the top, you see uh, somebody perched with some sort of weapon, uh, or what appears to be a weapon, on, to- on top of the roof of the Hall of Mirrors. Clearly, seems like he's about to take a shot into the food cart. I'm going to say, Moonpie, give me a just a D20 luck roll. D20? Yeah. To one. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Moonpie is just like thinking about what what's gonna happen uh, with the tasers he got. So I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll a d20, and we'll see what happens. All right? I'm starting to get distracted. I'm starting to see this kid as Yoshi. I'm starting to like, start to fall in love. Yeah. Start to think about our future. Yeah. You promised that you wouldn't, but damn, damn okay. those twelve-year-old boys. Okay. <laughs> Uh, with a stroke of incredibly good luck, you see Ricky reaching for his soft drink, and suddenly his so- his soft drink explodes. Squawks, you can, you know, even with your limited brain power, you can assume that the sniper missed his shot. 
uh, people are like, oh, sucks to be them. That mom really braised her kid poorly. <laughs> like that we're, he spilled. We're, we'll, we'll go with John Wick weapon rules, right? Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a crowded <laughs> subway, people are shooting at each other and nobody right. hears it. It's fine. Yeah. It's nobody fine. hears it. <laughs> Moon pie. Even, you're like, what the heck just happened? And uh, do I, I don't clock it as like we're being attacked or anything? I think with your nat one, uh, yeah. okay. you, I don't think you do. He hates the cans. Yeah, I no. think, I think, yeah, kind of like he hates the cans moment. You're you watch you watch like you watch the like the soda like explode, and you're like, now Ricky is actually covered in like sticky like soda now. Sticky Ricky, sticky Ricky. Yeah. Can I can I do my beep beep to um to Rondo? Sure. It's it's like yeah. <laughs> chirp chirp. <laughs> I know it's uh, there, there's so a sniper on the what is it what was he on the wall of mirrors? Oh, you no 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 hold on hold on time out. You have to say this while you're on a roller coaster. So please, <laughs> yes. Rondo, I'm I'm going through a literal twist right now on this roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> the kids and me are having so much fun. Um, but while we're having this fun, by the way, <laughs> I just saw a sniper on the roof of the Hall of Mirrors. Oh, Rondo, you hear the message? I, what do you do? <laughs> I want to like flip the table up, okay, so that it's Would in you, between uh, them and the shooter. I guess my question. Are you trying to like I don't know theatrically do this or is this more like a uh, <laughs> or is this more of like a get down you know like sort of like a come with me if you want to live sort of moment <laughs> <laughs> come with me if you want to live. yeah it's it's more of a come with me if you want to live oh they watch <laughs> a very well dressed Admiral Perry uh, parrot run up to the table and he. He flips the table, food, drinks, and all up in front of where the shot would have come from. And he tells them to get, and what do you say? I guess. Get down. Someone is shooting at you. <laughs> oh. I, I get it now. I see. <laughs> okay. I think, um, uh, do you do anything to help his role, uh, Moon Pie? Uh, I have, I'm really good with dodge, so I can, like, grab uh, Claire and, and um Ricky, Ricky, and pull them down. Okay, I yeah, I think um, I think both of you can roll. Um, so, uh, so you'll roll a dodge roll, uh, Moon Pie, and then Rondo. Um, I was gonna say reaction. So I roll. Yeah, I think 10, that's fine. Yeah, both of you. My ten, okay. and then I roll again, and I got a one, so it's eleven. <laughs> okay, and and Matt <laughs> I rolled a three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I yeah, simply I mean when if a random pirate tells you to do something, <laughs> you might not do it. Uh especially if you're at a theme park. Uh but on Moon Pie moves into action and shoves them both behind a table. Um Squatch, are you doing anything? Uh can I triangulate where the bullet came from? Can I see that? Uh yeah, give me a a track whatever I imagine tracking would work. Uh there are a couple other sure. ones you could try. Oh, I track it a D8. Good for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's only a limited amount of options where this could have come from. So, I rolled yeah, a six. So regu- yeah. 
Okay, absolutely. So, um, you, you, you are a macabre, but you are able to be like, okay, it's probably over from there. And you, yeah, you see a man, you know, who clearly looks like he's getting up and trying to leave because uh, <laughs> clearly his assassination attempt did not work. All right, uh, I'm gonna fly towards him then when I when I get a chance. Sure, I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna make a roll for it. No. Yeah, I mean, you're you arguably arguably going to be faster than a man carrying a sniper rifle. So no. uh, you glide. You're you're within packing range if that's something you want to do. Uh, yeah, and, and like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna violence him then. Yeah, use that bill. Yeah. Or bill Absolutely. Yeah. Kill him. Yeah, yeah. I, will, I will. I will talent him so it's violence. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I'm a bird, so. Uh, I just know that this is the this is the dude that we're looking for, so I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just gonna scratch at his face, and maybe he'll give me crackers, and that'd be fine too. That's <laughs> also fine. So I'm going to be scratching at his face and yelling crackers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's some violence. He is going to he is going to dodge it. He is at a D8 for dodge. Yeah. So it's just basically gonna be a contested roll up. Cool. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, let me. But go ahead. Roll. Maybe you'll roll higher. I rolled a two. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he rolled a total of nine. Holy uh, shit! <laughs> so I think with the nine, he 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 swats you away with the uh, with the sniper rifle, mm. like the back of the sniper rifle. But like. I'm going to say, like, yeah, he, he. I think he would think the better of it and just leave the gun there, and he books it, okay. and he, uh, he, he, client, you know, he, like, he's like, you know, like, it. yeah. He's, he's, part, no, he's, he's, he's trying to get down as quickly as he can. Okay. Uh, and you, you see, uh, you see him basically run into a back entrance into the Hall of Mirrors. Oh, no. <laughs> I see what you've done here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, so I think Rondo and Moonpie, you guys have, like, you have huddled the group uh, next to you, and you don't hear any further bullets. All right, I pull out one cigarette, I light it, I hand it to Richie, I light one, I put it in my mouth, I'm like, enjoy, kid, this might be the last thing you ever do. <laughs> Things are about to get real, real tough. Bear screeches like, what the hell's going on? Also, why did you give my son a cigarette? I put my finger in her mouth, my shh. Not now, Quill. <laughs> this was for after. I think literally the shock of having being shushed by a teddy bear. She she shuts up and you can see her fill with like fury and confusion. I, uh, I turn to Claire. Like, my name is Rondo. We are here to protect you. <laughs> I cocked my taser gun. <laughs> I, I, you are only causing much more confusion. Uh, as Admiral Perry and uh, Teddy Bear are like giving you the hero pose. Uh, so, they, I mean, again, she doesn't have a better option right now. So she's she's just kind of sitting there going, uh, okay. And I, I, I tell Moon Pie, the shots came from the roof of the Hall of Mirrors. All right, Ricky. You ready to do this? Time to time to meet out some payback. Wait. Wait. No, we protect the family. We do not take them to the killer. I mean, I figure he needs to learn to protect himself, but fine. Fine, Ricky, you stay and protect your mother. I'll be back. You stay with them. I go to the Hall of Mirror. Okay, Ricky, me and you will protect your mother. First, he's going to go kill the guy. Hug him. No, hug him. 
severely. <laughs> Killers are pretty. <laughs> the point is the word. I assumed that I could see from my roller coaster riding, I could see squawks fighting, you know, and like mm. the guy running into the hall of mirrors, right? Yeah, I imagine that while you're hooping and hollering, you know, or hooting and hollering, like you, you also see like you see your macaw uh, attempting to fight a man with a gun, and uh, luckily not dying in the process. As you see him rush into the hall of mirrors as well, you, uh, you at this point. Uh, while they were talking, you have probably gotten off the roller coaster, <laughs> and, and I am. I imagine what's you're your now photo? booking it. What's your photo building? look like? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have a briefcase to hold, but it's this. And... <laughs> See, I was imagining briefcase in one arm and then the cricket phone in the yeah, other. Right. <laughs> And people think you're just making a joke about conducting business on a roller coaster. But this is literally it's a criticism on capitalism, see? <laughs> and that's literally what people are saying as they look at your photo. So but it's surprisingly good, so you're like, hmm, should I buy it? You know? Yes, as I run out, I pause and look and. Take the time to buy it's it. Like no, no, it's like $25. I can't spend money on it. Yeah, it's ridiculously yeah, expensive, yeah. It's at least it's at least one and a half oolongs or thirty thousand oolongs. I don't know the the rates anymore, but money's <laughs> <laughs> meaningless. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's the who's line. You know, it, the points don't matter. <laughs> oolongs don't really matter. It's it's more than you're willing to pay. Yeah. I'll no, I'll head over uh, um, towards towards the yeah the the, the hall, hall of mirrors there. Rondo and and Foggy converge on the Hall of Mirrors, uh, the building the building of the Hall of Mirrors, and they see Squawks, you know, screaming bounty at the two of you. Mm-hmm. I imagine. Yep. Um, and uh, do you go do you go guns blazing? What's the, what's the plan? Rondo on? does not use guns. Guns are on. You did this. You did this, Foggy. <laughs> this could be dangerous. It's going to be fine. <laughs> I mean. I guess how what is your entrance here? So Rondo is going to as he goes through, he is just going to put his elbow through every mirror that he passes. <laughs> okay. So you 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 I guess my question is like because there's there's a line to the hall of mirrors too. Do you just literally just push back, push the like the teenager <laughs> well, just, out of the yeah, way? Yeah, I just and go would in, run or... through as park employee, park employee. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Admiral Perry and a guy in a briefcase bulldoze their way inside the hall of mirrors. So I think to set the stage for our encounter system, uh, we are going to set three uh, three meters: the world, the the antagonist, and the party. So the encounter system. Basically, we we've entered uh, the combaty, weird, you know, fun parts of this game uh, of this bounty. Uh, the way we have this set up is that there are three types of turns. Basically, the party has a turn, the bounty has a turn, and the world has a turn. During the party turn, any one of us can go at a time, right? Like, we each get, like, a little action within that party turn. Uh, similar, the bounty or bounties get their turns within their, their, their phase, their turn. And the world, depending on what we've done to it or how we've reacted or how it will... Yeah, if there if there's a loud explosion, the crowd will get a you know will panic, and that that affects the world, and they will get to roll to you know cause some problems for us usually. I'm I'll, I'm going to spoil it real quick here. Uh, you know, obviously the four of you are the crew. The bounty is this guy who shot at Claire, 
and the world is actually going to be the security guards going after uh, our f- dear sweet Moon Pie, who are <laughs> as they track him down. <laughs> so uh, we, I'm setting them all at thirty right now, um, and so, but we we're probably going to have to adjust them as needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so every uh, everything starts at zero. Successful, a- you know, actions will increase the bar. Another interesting wrinkle in the encounter system is that if somebody is targeted, and we have a loose definition of what targeting means, if somebody is targeted, they get a they get a offbeat, is what I call it. It's kind of a reaction. So if you like, if you go to punch the bounty, uh, that as part of your your action in the party turn, the bounty gets a action to respond to it in some way as well. So. Like if we all target the t- if we all target the bounty within our turn, basically the the bounty will get like five turns, <laughs> five actions to nice. to do stuff. So and then just fair warning, um, just for this initial round, uh, <laughs> the the crew generally goes first, then the bounty, okay. then the world if necessary. Um, but in this case, this first round, Moonpie, you don't actually know that the security is coming for you. Cool. So I so just you know just play that as you will. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so uh, and then we have a loose initiative order. So if you whoever wants to go wants to go. So uh, yeah, as we set the stage, uh, you've all the three the three of you have entered the Hall of Mirrors. There are other people here still because again you didn't like clear the room. Uh, there are mirrors everywhere. It is just basically a maze full of mirrors, and you know it is going to be hard to pick one person out of here. Um, okay, be and deadly then... to birds. So I'm I'm a little worried. <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's gonna be tough and then um and then obviously outside with a frightened claire and ricky is moon pie uh who are currently kind of like holding holding up and you've caused a small commotion because you're at the food court so the other families and stuff are like what the hell's going on uh and that's currently your stage but we will start off with uh yeah, we will start off with the encounter. So I guess, uh, got you, crew. What you got? I stick my gun up in the air and I yell, "Everybody, get the fuck out!" Or I stop blasting. That is definitely going to be a, a ruthlessness roll, I believe. Uh, I guess you could argue that it is a persuasion, uh, if you want to. Other, but I, I will give you the the gruff style. All right, ruthlessness. <laughs> <laughs> what the, his teddy bear with a gun in the you know eight total just, he's gonna be scarred okay. yeah this. so that is i think that's enough to uh to scare everybody into compliance they see uh, a robot with a, a a gun it's the taser gun but still a gun and they a lot of people start screaming and and starting pouring out okay <laughs> uh now woo uh in terms of in terms of uh Playtesting. I would normally add this to the crew number, mm-hmm. but this is not effectively adding to the crew. This feels like this is affecting the world more. Uh, okay. So, what do you think? You think that would? Okay. I mean, again, normally we'd add it to crew, but I think this is more of adding it to the world because you're effectively changing. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna do Let's that. Let's try it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I add eight to the world meter. Okie dokie. Um, all right, so that other crew members? So I'm, I'm running into the Hall of Mirrors, 
and uh, sort of like yelling, I work for the park. You all need to leave. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm following yeah, behind and saying, watch out, youths. Disperse. Disperse. <laughs> <laughs> I, and Squash I is just screaming crackers at everybody. So. <laughs> crackers. Okay. Uh, so let's 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 try to let's try to navigate this. Are you are you having everybody leave? Is that your is your action, uh, Rondo? Like I'm gonna confidently tell everybody to fuck off. Um, let me think about this actually, because if I just tell them all to leave, then the gunman can sneak out with them. <laughs> uh, but see, I so, no. But see, I notice suspicious people. I'm very good at seeing eye patches and earrings, and I know what the, I did. I see what the guy looked like on the roof. You you have a I mean. I would say you have a general sense of what he looks like. You were kind of whizzing past, so. Uh, yes. But like, but like he's got like he was. I mean, he looked like a standard gunman. Like he, yeah. he had, he like had a an eye patch and, and earring and tattoos. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That, that's well, and a, and the bird actually saw, saw him. him. I, I don't know um, how good my face recognition is, but I did see him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're colorblind. I'm a bird, um, but <laughs> oh, how sad! Yes. They're so colorful, but they're colorblind. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Ooh, baby, that's a that's a tough. This is one. this is why Squawk lives alone. So as I go to the entrance, is there like a some uh, I don't know like crew area in the Hall of Mirrors? That is like like somebody there has to be like cameras or something. Yeah. So that when somebody gets lost in the hall of mirrors, <laughs> yeah. they can find them. Okay, absolutely. So I'm yeah. I'm looking around for like where would the people who operate the hall of mirrors okay. like be able to see an overview. Okay. So yeah, as you enter uh as you enter the hall of mirrors and like the the room is a little is like dark obviously to you know you don't want to have too much incoming light uh but you definitely see a door where people are would be heading into the hall of mirrors and then you see like a little door that seems to be at least that leads into like a hallway where you imagine there's some sort of control center or at least maybe like a a monitoring room okay i'm gonna go over there okay and okay i see what's up okay so i think so we're trying to decide i think like movement is more or less free so um, I don't because I, I find like rolling for movement is not, not fun. what we yeah. want. So mm -hmm. so I think that as you uh, as you uh, as you go in, you can see a, a monitoring room um, kind of like off to the side here. Uh, and I imagine you pop on in and there is like a another bored teenager uh, <laughs> watching like two monitors. I tell the teenager there's, there's a murderer here. He is hiding in your hall of mirrors. <laughs> okay, what are you trying to do to convince him to do something, or are you to be like, "Hey, I'm in charge now." I guess. The yeah, problem. basically, I I'm taking over. I am here. the admiral okay. now. <laughs> right, <laughs> Admiral Perry. Okay, yeah, uh, Rondo, give me that confidence roll again. This is a uh, this is a uh, teenager who does not really care that much. So beat a uh, beat a five. All right. I got a six. Okay, absolutely. So I'm going to put six on the Bebop, uh, or the crew meter. Uh, and then I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> um, okay. And then uh, from there, 
you, uh, you, the kid just kind of moves out of the way and kind of lets you do what you need to do. <laughs> okay. So then, uh, that I'm going to say that's your turn. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, Foggy or Squawks? What would I, like I want to, again, I want to usher the kids out. You, you, kid, you disperse, you, you, there, there's a situation. You, you, you get out of here. It's dangerous. The idea that this random childless man at, at Disney World is by authority. You, you <laughs> have a briefcase. I mean, I'm talking yeah, confidently. So you, you t- yeah, so Foggy Bottom, you got to tell me what this role is because I cannot figure it out. <laughs> is it confidence? Is it persuasion? Is it intimidation? Um, I'm not sure. I think it is. this I honor? Think, honor? I don't think it's honor. honor. I, think it's honor. <laughs> um, I think it's probably. I think it's probably persuasion. I'm confident, but I think it's probably persuasion. I I don't know. Mm, I can't. I can't see a regular person be like. I, if some Karen came up to you, like, hey, you got to get out of here. It's yeah, dangerous. It's probably not gonna work. I can't imagine. So I'm gonna say. So I'm gonna say this is a D6 roll, but you're only rolling awesome. a D4. I, so you I need to. You need, need to explode. explode. I Karen Powers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a four. Hold on, it's on the ground. Uh, I got a four. Okay, Ooh. give me that. You still you. Uh, so you you will succeed, but I I want to see what you get. Uh, two on the other one, so six total. Okay. Okay. So we're up to six more. Okay. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> with with your with your adult like like again the Karening powers, uh, all the kids are like, all right, fine. You and they they all kind of like trepidatiously like move out of the Hall of Mirrors as they they see where you came mm-hmm. from, uh, as you kind of ruined their day. <laughs> uh, <Seth>. Yeah. <laughs> I've already won. This is my favorite ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite attraction. Uh, okay. Uh, I think the bounty. I got I got uh, Squawk's gotta go. Squawk's oh, gotta Squawk. go. Sorry, I yeah. forgot about Squawk. My apologies, uh, yes. Squawks is going to try to shatter a mirror with, with sound again. So whatever the 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 mirrors around, I guess it's just the front mirror, like the, the entrance here, right? Wherever Squawks is right now. Okay. To... Okay. I think that's I think that's fair. Let's say that's an acoustics role. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a high-pitched whistle uh, comes from Squawks. Okay. It is a six. I'll explode that. Hold on. And then another seven, so 13 total. <laughs> okay. I Because uh, I had set that at a D8. I didn't even say that. Yeah, that's um, um, that's pretty good. Okay, yeah. You um, <laughs> you you have significant... It's, 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 it's like, an chirp. It's an Excel trip, so yeah. <laughs> uh, you hear this. You know, it's like your rainbows are going, but then it shatters some of the glass. <laughs> You're lucky nobody else is with you because you give an eardrum, eardrum exploding like an Excel chirp <laughs> as uh, as several mirrors near you sh- like crack and shatter, like not quite shatter, but they all mm-hmm. definitely crack. Awesome uh, yeah. from from the from your voice. And I, what was that? A uh, thirteen, yeah, a thirteen. So that is, ooh, baby. Um, okay, holy shit. Uh, okay, okay. Bounty. Um, the bounty who was hiding in the Hall of Mirrors hears the yelling from the uh, from Foggy. He hears the 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 loud pitch sc- uh, screaming of Squawks, uh, and he is going to attempt to flee the area. Uh, because he knows where the back entrance is that he came in from. I'm going to say he's a D8 for survival. And that is a one. 
So, <laughs> so he he trips on his way to <laughs> out the exit. So, uh, Rondo, you see a, a man who's not leaving the uh, who's not leaving the station or leaving the hollow mirrors, like being commanded by Foggy, uh, and he as he trips and like he smacks his face first into one of the mirrors, uh, and he is. You can see that he's towards the back exit of this uh, of this uh, room, and then uh, the world will occur. Uh, the people are fleeing, and the two security guards that you hassled, uh, Moonpie, are heading towards you with uh, with with cattle prods in their hands. One of them is uh, screaming at Claire and Ricky to get away from you, and the other one is going to attempt to is going to attempt to first, I guess, grapple you first, and. Uh, I'm going to give that as a violence check, and I'm going to give them only a d6 in violence, but that is a 6, oh, and then no. <laughs> and that is another 6, so that is 12. Oh, so, Moonpie, you are pinned down, or you are more or less pinned down by this, uh, yeah, by the security guard. Use the power of your heart to escape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, because they actively targeted you, you get a reaction. Okay, but okay. So this this reaction is like after I'm pinned down, though, right? I mean, he, uh, he with with a twelve, I, I I can't imagine that you would have escaped that easily. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he is he is he is on top of you if he is not exactly pin, like pinned right. you down down. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look up at Ricky. I'm gonna spit the cigarette out of my mouth and like, Ricky, blast him. Trust me. <laughs> That's the correct move. Yeah. <laughs> I think that um, I'm going to resolve that in the next world uh, event. So uh, mm-hmm. we go back to the crew. So uh, you do still get a you still get a um, another move technically, right? Uh, Moon Pie would right. Yeah. Okay. Do, do I have, that, yeah. Do I still have the stun gun in my hand? I, I, you cocked it, right? You were ready to go, so I imagine you do. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to shoot the guy that's on top of me with the stun gun, and I'm gonna like. Uh, tell Ricky to blast the other guy. Uh, I think this is just a projectile weapons roll. And I'm actually, if you, if you succeed, I'll reduce the world. Mm. I think, I think that's what I want to do. I was thinking that too. Yep. Yep. Okay. So uh, I, the guy is going to, he only, he doesn't have any specifically, he's a, he's kind of, he's like me. He's a chunky boy. So he doesn't have a ton of uh, dodge skills. (laughs) Don't don't stress yourself. I just rolled a one. he, he, (laughs) He rolled a two. So uh, this is this should be a point blank shot, and this guy does not seem like he's particularly agile. But somehow I don't know how I don't know how I don't know why. Uh, but you completely whiff <laughs> this shot. So I'm not gonna add anything nope, to anything. Uh, as he as he like manages to kind of swing out of the way and pin you down. Okay, uh, we so that is uh, that is. Uh, Moon pie. It is up to the other guys now. So, so I saw the guy on the monitor fall down after braining himself on a mirror. Basically, yes. Um, <laughs> real quick, I look around. Like, is there anything in this office that I can use as an improvised weapon? <laughs> you know what? Give me just a base D twenty check, like a luck check. Is, are there any of those cattle prods laying around? <laughs> <laughs> I rolled an eleven. With an eleven, you don't see any cattle prods. Uh, but you do definitely see like flashlights, mm-hmm. like heavy, like heavy duty flashlights. You see, like, obviously, if you wanted to make a makeshift like chair as a weapon or something, you could do that. I think with an 11, you see that there are an array of buttons 
kind of on the control panel in front of you. Uh, and you you see what looks to be like an emergency like solve button. Like it'll like you don't exactly know what it does, but it's a big red button. <laughs> All right. I grab one of the flashlights yeah. and I hit that button. OK, <laughs> so uh, what, what did you roll? Uh, how much did you roll? An 11? I rolled an 11. Oh, okay. That was that was luck. So yeah. I guess I think I'm going to make you roll an adaptability roll. All right. That's a D4. Yep. <laughs> I got a what is that? It's a two. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, you've you've everything that just happened happened relatively smoothly. And with that, all the mirrors, so they they all slide. They all basically get sucked into the floor as uh, it's clearly like a oh, God, somebody's trapped or in danger. We <laughs> needed a fail safe. So now there are no longer any mirrors in, in this room. It's just the three of them. It's foggy, it's squawks, and it's a, it's <laughs> it's a, a guy who breaks himself in a mirror. Yeah, it's a big open room right now. So uh, it is, you still have two people who can move before uh, this poor guy does. So uh, what do you do? Foggy, you want to take him? Uh, I mean, I don't, I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm, I'm concerned it would damage my briefcase. You usually leave the violence. That's what I'm saying. I'm a, the, the I'm a computer yeah. doctor, lawyer, man, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm more, I feel like I'm, I'm more like pointing to squawks and, you know, you know, get him or the bear, you know, get him guys. Yeah. With my, that, that's just me persuading with, I, I'm clearly a good persuade, persuasier. Um, that's, that's so, uh, Okay, I. Mm, what do I want to do for that? Respect my authority as owner of the ship. Respect my honor as owner of the ship. <laughs> okay, fair. It is um, honor my money. That's that's what you're saying. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Look at my briefcase. You should money. honor me. <laughs> you are trying to wield your honor as a command for squawks. I want you to roll a. Uh, a D6 check, so a five or higher. Um, and then if you succeed, I'm going to just give an advantaged position to uh, to Squawks okay. if he wants mm, to do anything. Gotcha. I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> Does that disappoint Squawks? Squawks? <laughs> 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 yeah, I think, I think that I you think... have crackers. I think that you were saying, hey, I've got crackers, so I'm going to fly over to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> uh, that, you're going to get a disadvantaged roll, uh, Squawks. So, Squawks, what do you want to do? Yeah, so then, I, you know, I, I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll realize that it's like, no, you have no crackers for me. So then I'll remember the target is over there, and sure. I, I'm going to just try to distract him. I'm gonna try to intimidate him, because now I want crackers. <laughs> okay, are you okay? Interesting. So, uh, how do you wish to intimidate him? Uh, and then I think if you, depending on how you do it, I can also let you do your mimicking role. Uh, I'm gonna next tell chirp him again some more. Like, so I'm gonna fly over, like right up in his face, and I'm just gonna chirp chirp loudly again. <laughs> this is I'm gonna say this is a D8 roll. Okay, a D8 difficulty. Yeah. Right. So you need to roll a seven, you need a seven or higher. All right. Uh, to succeed this. So I I still have my my mimicry though, right? Yeah. Okay. So the D six is a two. D four mm. is a one. So three a three total. <laughs> I went chirp okay. chirp. I'm... <laughs> chirp chirp. Okay. So here's the thing. I according to the bebop bars, and again, sorry, we're we're still so rough sorry. with the play mm. testing. 
we would I last time we would just add three and you would have succeeded. <laughs> but you uh, despite it, despite your shitty role, right? Right. Uh, what, what if we did it this but, way? Like if um, if the bar is not full, like, like what if we added something like a like a final takedown idea? Right. A final like once a meter is full. You have them where you want them. Then you can do something, right? Like maybe that that's what it is. It could also kind of be like um, when you like in murder, murder mystery trivia, where you can't you can't mm -hmm. win with like a shitty result on the last thing. You have to get all three, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to do that here, yeah. but you know that kind of thing. It can't be. Shitty. Yeah. Because yeah, we, we this didn't happen last time, but we talked about like oh we were very close to winning on like a move like we've we've eliminated movement now because movement was not fun uh, as a, like a thing you had to roll for, and um, we almost won on a move. <laughs> it's just like oh I, I walked over to him and we win. <laughs> it, was, it was very close to that. So this one is similar in that it's just like oh I've I've yelled at him and we win, <laughs> and it's like not yeah. quite right. I, I think. If yeah. you had yelled at him and had succeeded, I absolutely then it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely would have ended it there. But right now, it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> like so, chirp, chirp. yeah. So I don't know. Do I add it? Do I wait? Do I not add it? Like mm, I don't know. Or maybe I'll just maybe I'll just give him a disadvantage position for his next roll. I mean, if it's unsuccessful, you could subtract it. it was, yeah, we were thinking about that thing. too, but we don't know how long these things are going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Because we've only, it I mean, seems... this is this is two rounds, right? We haven't, mm -hmm. we're, but it's a, it's a question. I just, it feels like, you know, we haven't really done very much. Yeah. I don't know if that's like, maybe the bars aren't big enough. That, or... That's what it is. Absolutely. But it's, but a... like the, the, the bounty guy has only had we one have, turn. Yeah. We have so many more dice. But you're all, it's, and... it's also, yeah, it's also three of you versus one of him. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying yeah. is that like it, it feels like maybe there needs to be some kind of like leveling for. Oh, oh I agree. Originally, I had um, the, it would be like, the bounty would only have like 15 yeah. and then the world, the world would have like 30 and then the, the crew would have 45. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but, I I don't know. And so right now we're setting it at this, and we could we could change it right now if we want to. Um, but it feels like the the sort of like the the automatic reactions on every action could balance it out, but your players know that yeah. that will happen, yeah. and so they're not going to do anything directly. To, yeah, yeah. And that's why yeah. and that's what's happened right now. Like the yeah. other our last our last test, they were very much they kept directly attacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why he had a ton of reactions, and uh, yeah. he was almost, almost, almost also none of us have any combat skills yeah. except the bear yeah. who's not here. Yeah. And, uh, He's fighting the guards outside. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my question. Is I can adjust the the meters on the fly, but I think mm -hmm. right now um, I'm fine with where we're at because this guy's not particularly like you'll find uh, we'll find out in a minute. But he's not particularly okay. like a trained killer. You know, he's not Pierre Lefou. You know, uh, <laughs> but. But so I think I'm going to stick with it. But I, the question no, is, should I add it or not? Uh, let, let's make it like a let, let's make it a because I think the, the policy should still be you roll and it gets added to the meter. I think that's that's kind okay. of the fun of it. Right. So, yeah, I guess add it up on the meter and then it will we'll call it like a, a final move. Still, you, you need to you need to finish him. Then I think the bounty uh, he what? Oh yeah, you. So, so what if? Yeah. Hmm? So instead of final move, hmm. what if it's like last gasp? Is whoever's about to lose gets an opportunity to do something hmm. to 
you know, change the course. Yeah. Or maybe even like, maybe that's where you subtract from the meter also. Like you can push the fun, you push the finish line back essentially. Right. As your last gasp. Well, I mean, I also was going to experiment with the gambit right now. Right. Oh, we well, do have all gambit. or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But we didn't decide what the DC was. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, basically we, we did not build gambits for the bounties at all. So I, I, I don't think we have a good system for that. I kind of, I mean, I like the idea of the, like, maybe, maybe bounty gambits are just pushbacks. It's just, it's last gasp, mm -hmm. right? Every time you pin the bounty down by topping off your meter, uh, they have a chance to push, right? The, mm -hmm. To break free. And that, that's their version of the gambit. It's like when they're cornered, like they have something. So then what he would do is he would try to get out of, <laughs> get out of your way. So mm -hmm. it would either be a reaction or uh, it would be a dodge. I think it's a straight up dodge as he's going to, again, try to just get away from the psycho bird and, uh, and just head yelling towards the crackers, door. Just, just screaming. So, <laughs> okay. I've had it. I want crackers. Yeah. I've, not had, I've not had a cracker all day. <laughs> okay. So with a D8, you're saying he needs to roll a 20. <laughs> Uh, baby, so that's a one. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, oh I, boy, he, uh, he, he, he tries to escape you, and literally, uh, you are so enraged and you know, hungry mm. for crackers, you basically blind his entire line of sight, and he, he again trips and falls. It's very incompetent. The, <laughs> yeah. he he shot a drink uh, earlier that was pretty good yeah but he was aiming for the uh, carousel he, he missed by uh, i like to imagine he wasn't aiming for the kid <laughs> he missed by 300 feet <laughs> so the the world would go as they pinned down moon pie the while the other officer is trying to secure the location and the other one has pinned you down you have uh, you know, Ricky has heard your heart's plea, and he will fire at uh, he will fire at the guard pinning you uh, with his all his Fortnite knowledge, and that uh, is a five, and that will absolutely uh, stun the the police officer. So I'm gonna drop five, uh, but the police officer will give a action will will get an action, so he will attempt to pull off the. Uh, pull off the leads, uh, <laughs> you know, because he's a big, he's a big guy, and that's not gonna do a whole lot. But that is a one, uh, so he is just kind of convulsing. Uh, <laughs> right, the light. <laughs> this doesn't matter because he's a stuffed bear. But what happens if you tase somebody who is holding on to somebody else? Do they both yeah. get tased? Yeah, I imagine you are also tased. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> But he, uh, but uh, Moon Pie is a soft bear, right? Right, non-conductive. <laughs> yeah, that's what I imagine. So he has got a lot of metal to him. Okay, gotcha, crew. Your bounty is pathetic, and he's he's on the basically right under squawks. Uh, what do you guys do? So I'm going to to sort of menace him with the flashlight. You walk into the this now empty kind of hall and you basically just point a flashlight into his face and uh yeah what do you do i guess it's it, it he is he is yeah he's where he he is where you want him who do you work for <laughs> did Manjo send you <laughs> i don't know who any of that is i don't know who that is i'm sorry i i just wanted to i just wanted to get rid of my bitch ex-wife um oh. and mm, we're just, married to a 12 year old uh, Ridiculous. 
Uh, no, I no, I never meant to shoot Ricky. I, I just yeah, I hear I hear Claire's moved on without me, and I uh, I I just wanted to. I just I couldn't stand it, and also you know I didn't get any visitation permits. Uh, so you know, murder seemed to like a smart idea. <laughs> Rondo kind of understands where you're coming from, but man, this was a bad plan. I mean, have you seen how dumb the security guards are here? I could have definitely. Uh, <laughs> I could have definitely uh, uh, gotten away with it if for it wasn't for kids. you meddling, you meddling kids and your parrot. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sucks. There's not even a bounty on this guy. He's just some rando. <laughs> well, we got we to we pay off our parking tickets without me having to pay for them. So that's that's pretty good. It counts as a win. I'm still pecking, I'm like scratching this guy's chest for crackers still. So <laughs> that's, that's... maybe they're inside. Uh, <laughs> I check my pockets to see if this pirate disguise has any crackers. <laughs> I imagine you always have some crackers for the for. Yeah, I, I give the bird yeah. some he's, crackers. He is the happiest. He, he's uh, <laughs> he's in <laughs> bliss. He's, he's, yeah. You you see those bird endorphins going. Over there, <laughs> <laughs> has anybody seen Moon Pie? <laughs> I was like, as you uh, as this guy this pathetic, this guy pathetically. Uh, uh, kind of gives up, and you know, you guys restrain him. Uh, yeah, Moonpie is currently having fighting for his life uh, outside in the food court. Uh, they try taking on two different security guards. One who is currently tased, and one who is like you're you're having like an okay corral kind of standoff with this other security <laughs> guard. What's going on? I'm gonna grab a hold of his arms and just be like, all right, Ricky, kick him in the face as hard as you can. You can probably knock <laughs> him out. <laughs> We've got to knock him out. Oh, you're talking about the guy who you tased? Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, no. The guy that's on top of me is the guy you tased. That's right. Yeah. I'm just going to try to throw my gun at his nuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me that. Uh, you, yeah, tell me if this is a projectile or if this is an improvised weapon. It's I an improvised or a throne for sure. Okay. I don't have you You tell me. Yeah, so an improvised weapon is fine. It's a four. Uh, so I'm going to roll another four. Excellent. And three. So it's a seven total. Okay. Uh,. You are, but you are under nut height, so that's about as far as you're gonna reach anyway. So you, you, you throw this, uh, you throw this taser like hilt straight at this guy's nuts, and he, he, uh, he crumples. Yeah, he, uh, he, he falls to his knees, and he's like, you know, it's, it's comical uh, how you've, uh, you've, uh, you've injured this man. I, I imagine the security guards are also just like slightly older teens. Like they're just, they're like. <laughs> It's still kids here. Well, <laughs> uh, not what I imagine, but yeah, sure, why not? They're, they have graduated from teens. They're now surly, like, neckbeards. Yeah. I, uh, I bend uh, over and pick up my cigarette that I sped out before to say something to Ricky, and I just pick it back up and start smoking it coolly. Do you just, like, walk off in the distance? Or, like, because I imagine Rondo and Foggy and Squawks are coming out with the, uh, with the yeah, culprit. We're, we're dragging the uh, the shooter out. See here, you I, go back uh, to your carnivaling and have a fun enjoyment time in school. I look I look at uh I look at Ricky, I was like, it's been real kid, and I throw him the rest of the cigarettes in the pack. I walk off to join everybody. It's like that commercial where he throws the towel like, <laughs> <laughs> he throws the He's like uh hey, but he it is <laughs> He's like, uh, gee, thanks, mister. And, he, you know, but Claire Claire would normally have nothing to say, but she sees her ex-husband and goes, Harold, what are you what are you doing here? What's going on? Is this your ex-husband? Uh, yes. I mean, we got divorced a couple months ago. 
Yeah, he was trying to shoot you from the roof. Seriously, Harold? Our son is right here. What's wrong with you? Is Ricky, like, smoking already? <laughs> I mean, I, I, oh, some parent, you've been, Ricky picked up smoking in the last two months? <laughs> hey, Quinn, do you want a free shot? Who, wait, who did you send this to? Claire. 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 <laughs> Claire I like, sure, I guess. Go to town. I hand her the flashlight. <laughs> and she beans Harold. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Harold is unconscious. Uh, a few moments later, you uh, Harold is in custody with the local ISSP officer. Uh, and you guys are, you know, Julio comes back to you and goes, well... Um, a little messier than I would like, but you you did a, you did quite a good job, uh, and only minimal, you know, collateral damage. Uh, as promised, here is uh, the keys to the got you, and uh, and uh, pleasure doing business again, Rondo. Maybe uh, in the future, if you're interested, we can we can continue to collaborate like uh, like you used to in the you know the good old days. Yes, Rondo needs money. <laughs> Not this money. (laughs) 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 Okay. Uh, And is there anything else you'd like to say before we kind of fade off into the sunset? Enjoy the ride! (laughs) (laughs) As you all, you know, do your hero walk off into the sunset of the, the, uh, again, of the two moons of Mars. uh, And, you know, that is where we will end our session today. Yeah, the the non combat stuff works real well. Yeah, yeah the only, that's good. Yeah, the only but, thing like I can't, I can't quite, or, or I I can't decide how I how I adjust it. it. So you you know you have something to do, like you have something some task you're doing right, and it's it, it's so the, it's it, the it, fact it, when you, you should... when you hit like if I have to roll a d four, I, if I hit a four, I'm now playing towards a ten. Mm-hmm. That seems like such a substantial. Just one extra die, and I'm definitely going to be. I'm not only going to do it; I'm going to crush it. Um, and like, well, what yeah, if I roll? It's a pretty six? swingy. Now I'm playing an 18 right. potentially. Um, and so yeah. it's not even that it's bad. I don't even necessarily dislike going from a four to a six like that. It's just like I, I almost say like, if something is moderately hard, and it's like I have a D4 roll, I'd almost make it like a like you have to roll a seven or something. Something where you have to roll a four. Like you have to roll a decent number mm. after hitting a four. Um, just because the additive is very powerful. Yeah, no. the, there's almost no like if you've been if you've been listening or I mean paying attention, I guess is uh, almost none of the rolls were D four rolls. They were all D six mm-hmm. and higher. Uh, but I also was a bit so I'm I'm usually pretty lenient about sure. skill checks. So I let you I'll let you roll something you're stronger in than rather than be very stickler about uh, what the roll is. So yeah, yeah, so. Uh, I yeah maybe I could be well I guess my question is uh, really should I be harder or should I be or should I just leave the lenience because here's the thing you guys failed a lot yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. I I don't I don't and that's it was hilarious I think yeah. it was wonderful uh, but like that also can be incredibly frustrating if you're trying to do yeah. something no I love their failures you know? yeah it's I, just, it was I funny because it'd be yeah. like a failure yeah. I think the lenience or a success by like thirty like we succeed by <laughs> swinging yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. What, what were you saying, uh, Matt? Uh, no, I, I just I think the leniency is better yeah. because it keeps the game moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and 
it's like I don't know the the idea of just like failing forward mm. rather than getting stuck. Yeah. <clears throat> but because the reaction to how you fail is often, at, at least if you're playing a bunch of like goofball shit like we were, <laughs> like how you react to fucking up catastrophically is more interesting than maybe if you had just succeeded. Yeah. 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 Cause it leads but, to the next failure, right? <laughs> which is, yeah. which is more interesting. The, I mean, Bebop, Cowboy Bebop in general is just, it's four idiots. Um, uh, yeah. Trying to, trying to do something and they're, they're constantly failing. Yeah. Uh, and then until they, they get, they, they fail to the point of success somehow, you know, like, yeah. They they'll you know they'll get their bounty or whatever, um, so I tried to keep it pretty low stakes here because it's just you know some dipshit uh, who is the the shooter, but right. so because I, I, mostly I wanted you to play around in the amusement park a little bit more, yeah. um, and it, it, we worked out exactly as planned. In fact, more than I planned. I want I assumed this was only going to be like a ninety minute thing where where we're pushing three hours, you know. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we so to, yeah, like. Uh, like last session, one of the issues we had was that I, I let us take an hour before we got to the that first phase, before we got to what the bounty was, because yeah, you know I was just letting letting folks stick around for a while. I think we got to, we got to the first phase pretty quickly here, but for some for whatever I, I, reason, I, I yeah. started in the in, in, I yeah. started in the I think I started in the second. I think phase. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because I, because again, I'm I'm treating this almost like a one shot, but also kind of mm-hmm. I meant it in media res because I wanted to be like, okay, this is a this is a crew kind of down on their luck. They've already fucked up enough that they need to impound the ship. Yeah. Like we're mm-hmm. like I wanted to be like, okay, if you're playing this as a serial game, like yeah, you don't need too much of an introduction, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. And then luckily these guys all knew role playing games that I didn't have to like be like, okay, you gotta ask him about this, you yeah. gotta ask him about that. Right. You know, like it worked out. So I I my so it seems like this will work really well for those who are initiated i'm i'm a little bit worried when we do uh I want, newbie group i want to do i think our next one is gonna be a newbie group so that'll be yeah it'll be fascinating about, like a, a group of people that have never played rpgs so it'll uh, be i mean we'll see yeah. it, it's probably further down the road for you but like newbie mm. game master um that, that's why we want to yeah yeah like i i will say like as a uh, I enjoyed this more, I think, as a player than I did as a GM <laughs> so far. Uh, and mo- I think most of that is just because, like, oh, I didn't have to do a ton of prep. Yeah. <laughs> right? But I, I, overall, yeah, it's it was less work fun. to play yeah. than. Uh... Yeah. yeah, I am thinking about the next GM session though, which is kind of cool, which is good, right? Because I, I think that's yeah. a uh, promising. Right? I, I like. I, I think the system feels good as a GM too, right? Like, I think there's a fun like playfulness to it right and it so yeah. this <laughs> I, again travis fucked me up like i'm like i didn't expect anything travis did that. <laughs> and also i wasn't expecting an animatronic bear uh, <laughs> until this morning right. until li- <laughs> literally this morning so uh it, it worked really well like i think um i didn't you know unless you uh, you guys are obviously the ones who are listening to me trying to figure out what to do with an animatronic bear but uh like it worked i think it worked out pretty well like it it may not be the most beboppy episode that we've done but it it we're i mean it, it felt it felt close yeah we're on mars yeah, no it 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 feels like spiritually in line with the show mm. because a it's kind of a weird one-off thing where it's a little anticlimactic <laughs> yeah 
um, like good choice of like bounty payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the fact that we start with the ship in Hawk and <laughs> like, um, but also like the the system is it feels improvisational. Like mm-hmm. when I first saw the character sheet, I was like, what the hell are all these <laughs> skills? Like, why are there so many? Yeah. But it actually works really well because like any given check could apply to like three of these. Mm-hmm. And so like you can kind of tailor it like with difficulty to like something that the person is good or not good yeah. at. Yeah. I've made, I, I, I think um, I made most of these skills in mind to try to, avoid the standard D D model and but the yeah. problem is the standard D D model works really well for these things. So <laughs> I, like, I like you need something that is just like perception yeah as like the the because there's so know, every role-playing game i've yeah. ever played is that yeah players ask the dm like do i notice anything weird yeah. going on here and it's like it's a little bit of a cop out because you're trying to come up with something to do, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's also like a real common thing. Yeah. I need a, a yeah. look, a look verb of some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that that's one. And I again, I, I there's always the perception versus investigation question with with D and D, which uh, yeah, I, like I don't think that actually has a ton of value. It's you don't want to be too specific with it, yeah. but yeah. Um, but then, of course, like we didn't have a legit stealth uh, option, so like we uh-huh. used like sailing and stuff. So like, uh, it works; it's fine. Uh, but it's also uh, the word stealth is easier, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It covers more stuff. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think as as we go through, because like I think. We'll yeah, well, we'll, I don't I don't know, but maybe maybe this is the time like where we can start combining some of these skills and inventing new ones. Right. Like like shuffle, shuffle the verbs a bit and see what what Uh, sticks and what comes out. The other session you did was the combat more like traditional combat in terms of like. So I I don't I I lost a little focus in part of that. But is there when we talked about this at one point a couple days ago of like. Not HP, but something related. Like if you're shooting at each other, mm. um, is it still your bebop bar? Is it, or is it at some point where like, well, you killed the guy, you shot him in the face, at, you know, <laughs> like <All right. laughs> you punched him really hard and he's unconscious. Like I don't, it's you know, right? Yeah, yeah. The 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 uh, yeah. We don't have HP still, right? Uh, we yeah. When we talked about it a little bit, uh, Colin, who has been listening along with the podcast. Um, two months behind fan, but, yeah. fan of the show yeah big, big <laughs> yeah, fan long, long um, time first time but big yeah, fan long, <laughs> um, long yeah. time first time but also playing in our second yeah. playtest yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's called privilege and I think you should respect yeah. it um, <laughs> the the thing we know or yeah the thing he brought up was the idea of HP right how uh, you know in our game we don't have HP we don't have like a sense of like oh I, and and because I think in the show also that's not a huge thing like you know you're not whittling away at somebody's vitality throughout you know it's it's a different I, mean, I, I was this was in reference to I had just listened to the toys in the attic episode mm-hmm. um and so it's yeah. like mm-hmm. those the three of us that were on that episode are here right now sure so. that's a good point yes <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, my favorite part was when you guys were talking about. I don't know. I don't. I don't have fandom. <laughs> um, Podcasts are a disposable media. It's fine. <laughs> I was on it. No. Really on half of what no. we talked about. Well, some, somewhere in that conversation, it. I don't know if you were even talking about HP. You might have been. I mean, it might have just been the fact that the characters were all dead, but they weren't. I don't know. Um, my <laughs> yeah. thing was just that in D and always find it odd. You were talking about HP. I don't remember what the context was, but it was just the idea that yeah. it's odd that a player knows their HP. They should maybe know, like, mm-hmm. they set it. They have their constitution. Like, they figure out their HP. But then once the game starts, like, the DM should really control it. And the best that they mm-hmm. should tell their player is, like, okay, you're you're perfectly healthy. You're, like, mid-tier yellow. Like, you feel a little you're weak. Mm-hmm. Or, like, red. Like, you're near death. Like, this is bad. Don't get hit a lot because you might die. Right. And you don't, but you don't know because you're a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just But the idea of the meter. Yeah, it's like, am I actively bleeding? Otherwise, like, I just know that, like, <laughs> <Right>. my arm <laughs> hurts. <laughs> my, my, my back is sore all the time. Is that a lowered HP? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I've got lower oh, does that mean I'm dying yeah. or that I'm in my late 30s? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's I I I don't so the one of the D and D the the issue with their combat is usually especially as you get higher up it's there's usually a boss with a mountain mm-hmm. of HP yeah. and then a bunch of guys whacking at him for yeah. a while and then usually there's other things happening if you are a better DM than I am but like. You know, there'll be minions or like environmental effects or lair actions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's just round after round of the, you know, the boss Mash, versus, smash, you know. Smash. Yeah. Yeah. And that's there. There is fun in that. But it's it can also be the worst part of D&D sometimes. Yeah. Sure. Um, we wanted something quick. We wanted something snappy. And the in Cowboy Bebop, literally uh, every combat session is it's. A few seconds, right? It's um, yeah. It, outside of a few extended action pieces, it's it is not the focus of the episode. Um, so we wanted like some sort of tangible way of saying, "Hey, things are getting fucky." Uh, so that was what the bars are for. So mm-hmm. like, um, maybe if you you know if you get shot and the the bounty shoots you and it's a high number, maybe you got shot in the arm and his mm-hmm. bounty bar goes up. Much higher, you know, because okay, apparently the he trick. rolled like a thirty. Like there, yeah. there, there are two things that happen, right? One, it's one they rolled high, so the consequence is that their bar fills very quickly, right? The second one is not measured on the bars, but is instead narrative. It's right, you got shot in the arm, so now anytime you have to use that arm, we will consider some sort of disadvantage, right? As you go forward, now, right? Uh, that's not being tracked by the game. That's only being tracked by basically the GM and the players. So maybe that's something we should, you know, specifically note, but, but maybe not. Right. Like it's. Yeah. Well, and, and because of the way the bounty bar system works, I think it's important to manage that by reducing the players roles rather mm-hmm. than increasing the DC. Okay. Yeah. So that they're making slower progress towards filling the bar. Because if you just increase the DC, they're still adding the all. Saturday, yeah, yeah, number yeah. way higher. If you want, like, if yeah. it's like people, I don't know, people like big numbers, but yeah. yeah, that that might be still the solution. Like, um, yeah, we've we've been playing with even bars for the last two, but yeah, it might be time to bust out, Lijo, your idea of like scaling the bars differently, just because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, it's the biggest thing is uh as. So as the GM, 
I only make one move with the bounty. I make one move with the world. Mm -hmm. Whereas the party is going to make anywhere from three to six moves, depending on how big your mm -hmm. party is, right? So you're going to... no, Even if you fuck up significantly, you, you will make decent progress regardless. Yeah. Um, and in this case, the bounty completely fucked up, rolled two ones, you know, yeah. in the two rounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so like, yeah, it, uh, it was anticlimactic and it moved very quickly because yeah. you guys weren't doing poorly. And then, uh, uh, and we, even, do, and we even took know, Travis's roles out basically of the, of the crew bar because he was fighting against the world instead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is, which is interesting. I'm also wondering if I if we should just combine the crew and bounty together, and literally just they will subtract from your bar. And like a push pull, right? Like, yeah, know. it'd be a it'd be a mm. push pull sort of thing. And then maybe um, some sort of time limit. Ah, oh, maybe the world's the time limit. Mm, mm, mm. This is this is a thought. I wish we came up with this on the podcast. Um, nope. It's a push pull bar, right? Okay. So again, the the crew pushes one way, the bounty pushes the other way. Uh, we set yeah. some middle line of some kind that's like the tug of war line, right? And the timer yeah. is the world bar. The world bar keeps building up, and when the world bar pops, whichever side you're on is who wins, right? We we resolve narratively that way. Maybe I also but platoon, but that that's what yeah. I'm yeah <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. we're, we we've become splatoon the RPG. <laughs> um, now the the other thing is but we like uh, but the, the originally the bar for the world was because if you fucked up enough mm -hmm. the world would you know take its course right so yep. in this case if the if the world bar had filled my thing is it would have been like monty python on the holy grail the cops would come and everything would stop you know like <laughs> right. that, would be, that would be the end you yep. know and like and like and moon pie would be in jail like <laughs> or whatever, whatever happens, <laughs> right. put that like, bear in jail <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Moon Pie I, must stand trial for his crimes. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode is a courtroom scene <laughs> and a jailbreak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I mean, but that would be that would be neat. But in in your scenario, mm. yeah, that's um, a different thing. Yeah, like it would not um, work that way. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Gambit, again, we need to figure out what the fuck we're doing with the Gambits. Yeah. I love the idea of Gambits. I just don't know how to use it properly. Yeah. Yeah. I think once we define it, and then we can try using it. I think the reason we don't use them right now because we don't, we haven't defined them well. We still don't really know. We don't know yeah. what they are yet. Yeah, I think it's about time. Yeah, it's about time to start figuring that out so that people can try it, and then we can see how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the core of this still works. We, you roll, it adds to the meter. I mean, that feels good, right? Right? That felt kind of good. Like, see, I think in a, it's I, a little fuzzy. Yeah. 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 Like the it is a little bit good. more rolling big numbers yeah. still feels good but yeah. Mm. yeah the 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 actual uh, the bars do feel a little abstract mm -hmm. but i think and you guys tell me you're the ones who are playing i think it feels good to watch that bar fill right a, a little bit it feel in this particular case mm. Like in the abstract, I think I agree with you. But in this particular case, it felt like we were not really doing very mm -hmm. much like and we were marching towards victory. Mm. Uh, and it was like very clear that like this feels more like it's just like a timer mm. okay. and we're going to win eventually because only one of us has to roll well yeah. in order to outpace the other side and that's what exactly happened mm. the two of you had really good roles your first 
two yeah. uh your i think your first actions both of you had really yeah. good roles oh, it's also, and, and like uh, the action my action was clearing kids from the room and i think i got you know yeah. like eight or so like i got like a big number um mm-hmm. and that that filled up the bar a ton just like that wasn't even necessarily directly in, i mean it was obviously related to the bounty but mm-hmm. i don't know if it was that significant interesting um but i don't know how I think yeah, I maybe know. it's a thing it's a thing where we have yeah. to tie it to like how we target like again tar- target is nebulous as well right this idea that uh, but maybe it's a thing where only actions that uh, are reactable right end up being I mean, there, there's a problem here, I, I can see already, but like, you know, just, just as a thought, right? Just to finish the thought, like, you know, it's only when we target the bounty that we can fill up our meter, right? The other actions can help, right? Give you kind of advantage later on, give you some sort of change, you know, you're changing the scenery so that it's easier. But like, like you know, hitting the red button helped make it easier to apprehend the bounty, but maybe shouldn't have added to the bar, right? That, that idea. And, that, and, that's what, so, and that's what I, but I would argue, what what Rondo did by hitting that button makes everything so much easier to obtain. Right? Yeah, so clearing like, out the room. Of I all feel the kids. like that like, they are relevant. Yeah, I mean, I agree. These are they are yeah. incredibly relevant to doing what you wanted to do. Right, but it, I like you the guys flexibility. Succeeded. I like the flexibility of it as well. Right, like because again, yeah. you know, you're not yeah. a combat character. What else am I going to do? It's like, well, yeah, I'm going to try to find some other way to do it, and it should work. Yeah, and right? that's. <laughs> I, I think before before I did anything too drastic, I would just try scaling the bars based on party size. Mm-hmm. I think like, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, because we got we got four rolls or three rolls yeah. uh, just to the bounties one, yeah. and so like we were going right. to win even if yeah. we rolled half. I think, as and well. I think yeah. like it, you can probably figure out the number. Like it, it kind of depends on how long you want the encounter to be. You know, if, I, if you want it to last, say you want, like, basically five rounds, figure I'm rolling five times, and I'll average three per roll or something, or more, four per roll, I don't know, whatever it is. Well, that's 15 yeah. or 20 per person multiplied by the number of people. Um, and right. that gets you, that basically gets you through. And if you, like, obviously, if you do really well, you'll get there quicker. If you do shitty, it'll take a lot longer. And that, compared against right. the bounty, that should, the match should kind of play out. Yeah. Yeah, you figure the average dice roll is probably a D8 because people mostly aren't going to do skills. things that they yeah. have no skills yeah. in. So you're saying and an then, average of four, you know, four by, and then again, I, I think you know, I've mentioned to other, I've mentioned somewhere that I think four rounds of combat would be the optimal area. So, yeah. Uh, so 16 by per, 16 points per person so yeah. in your case something like that yeah. 16 times 4 is 64, whatever yeah uh, yeah so we would have needed 64 yeah. which would have given us probably an extra two rounds yeah. or, or so more maybe yeah. maybe bounty boy could have done something to get himself out of his two well, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, like he would have been but, at uh, he would have needed 16 instead of 30 and he yeah, yeah right. two is still really bad spot there but now you get two eights or something and you're right there you know so yeah. 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 Well, uh, here's if the, that, the, well, if you the, the other piece, the reaction, then it's also more. So that, right? that, that's the other. Yeah. yeah. But maybe we can we yeah. can scrap and that I, also for for scaled bars as well. So. I, I I like the idea of like some kind of reaction mm-hmm. system. Um, like I don't think the way D and D does it is necessarily what I'd cop. No. But yeah. like I like the idea. 
Um, and I also like, I said it before, I like the idea of like a last gasp mm -hmm. thing where like when you're about to lose, you get to try something yeah. to just stave it off for another turn. Yeah. Because that, that might be the gambit. Like, I, I think that might, we might rephrase what a gambit is to be a desperation move as, as a final mm -hmm. thing, right? You, you have lost already, but maybe you didn't lose too bad. <laughs> right, right, it basically. helps you engage yeah. that final, like the thing, I don't know if you even, how you dealt with it in this game of where you had that shitty roll to get to the yep. fill the bar out and we win right. well so yeah. now the other person <laughs> yeah. yeah the other person gets to counter that and because it was such a shitty roll mm -hmm. maybe it's easier for them to you know, gain one point back oh that's an idea yeah. is that the, the dc of the final gasp is based on what? like how much roll? you went over the top on your last yeah. roll mm, interesting yeah okay hmm the the again the issue is we're talking we're we're doing this uh from a from a place of people who play TTRPGs. Yeah. And I worry that some of this may be a little too difficult for yep. newbies. So I, I think we will make some changes, but I'm also a little worried to like, cause we're, we're, we're trying to see if we can get like Steph and Patty to, uh, mm -hmm. to play. And we're going to see like how they react to this. Yep. We'll have to find out. Yeah. But yeah, thanks. Cool. Thanks guys. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely, well, this was fun. This was fun, sure. which too, is, and, yeah. That both times have been time, fun. Yeah. That that is, uh, I yeah. think that is an important thing we should not yeah. forget. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like we're we're quibbling over the combat stuff, but like min maxing the combat parts of any RPG is always like the worst. Yeah, of yeah. It. like. But I, I I want my my goal is that you know again combat is snappy mm -hmm. that it's, a, you know, yeah. it's quick and exciting. It feels like that you know you know like jazz is going off, yeah. but also like. Uh, I don't want I don't want everybody to be you know martial art. I don't want everybody to be Spice, Spike Spiegel. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want them to be all be like combat masters. I want them yeah. to I want them to be a fucking clown like you. You know, like, or, or a fucking or a Karen like Foggy. Like I <laughs> like I think I think that was fantastic and amazing. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, but. It's uh, so I, I didn't have to make a combat actual, that works for them. You know, I, I, yeah. you know, I, I picked a macaw because Lijo said maybe macaw because uh, Lijo was a cat and couldn't talk in our last game. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're going animals. Basically, the whole the whole point of this, us going this animals. This is the second. This is the second RPG I've played with you recently where you are not i know it's weird it's a weird thing that keeps happening <laughs> i talk so damn much in real life <laughs> uh but yeah, like like the idea is that you know we're, we were trying to figure out ways to insert ourselves into get play tests without being overbearing right and that, that's kind of why we we've been going animals and you know there's precedent i'm in, in the show right there's an animal on the crew yeah. so it's great uh, I like that uh, visually or like mentally as like, oh, I can see this happening. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, if they had a parrot instead of a dog, like, oh, yeah, this is how this would work. <laughs> like, that's that's neat. Pretty happy about that. But yeah, I went parrot because it um, uh, can speak on occasion where the cat could never right. speak. Right. Uh, I did not expect there to be a pirate in the end that I'm sitting on the shoulder of. Like, that was not at all it where was, it was going. It was too good an opportunity. The, the, idea, the idea that a Captain Jack Sparrow lookalike is operating the carousel was just a funny image to me. And actually, it's not the Captain Jack Sparrow. It's his parrot. <laughs> his parrot is actually running the thing because he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Next time I play test, I'll try to be um, like a, a real dick, like just the worst type of player. So you can see how, how will the game play when there's a jerk who's like constantly 
the worst. Like, the, I do the, think that that's like an important play test. Thing, oh, is like get somebody who's going to be a fucking yeah. rules yeah. lawyer and see what they do. Yeah. I think that is <laughs> well, um, important. Yeah. Um, actually, that is definitely not a confidence rule. That's a persuasion rule. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but uh, <laughs> I'm actually really good at persuasion, so I have to roll persuasion for this. <laughs> or you trying to or make, your, <laughs> uh, make your style dice so generic yeah. that it works for everyone. My style is human. Yeah, that is the yeah. most flexible part. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, my style is competent. <laughs> <laughs> I did this competently, so um, I should get another D4. Right. Yeah. God, it's only a D4. I, well, I, I did feel bad because I, so like I got, I was able to give uh, Wu a couple times. I was mm, able to give, uh, I was able to give Foggy a couple times. I felt like I didn't give, uh, and I gave uh, Travis a couple times. I just didn't feel like I gave Rondo. I think I only made only one. Yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. But it was the one that mattered. It was. It was it the one that got was. me into the disguise. Yeah. <laughs> like... Absolutely. <laughs> and I think I mean honestly that's what we want is we want uh we want your style dice to be important to the roles, you yeah. know? So yeah. It's a, it's a pretty happy game, that. right? Like it's, it's like, oh, this is the style I picked, and now this is the role that's important. How do I perform this thing in that way now, right? It's a yeah, fun it, puzzle, I think. Yeah. I like it because it gives you a direction for like the RP mm-hmm. part of the game. It's like you should try you you made this character like try to actually play. Yeah, them. yeah. I liked writing. I mean, I uh, writing three sentences for each of those little boxes was nice. I don't, yeah. normally, I don't know. I feel like I mean, when, I make, yeah. when I make care, especially having it broken down into those three sections was nice. I don't. Mm. I think when I if I make a D and D character, it's like. Yeah, he's a ranger. He ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, you start with class. You start with attribute points. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't. Yeah. I don't like starting that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I try to like consciously not do mm-hmm. that, but like that's kind of the character creation is what it yeah. is, and you've got to like. Yeah. I mean, like I have an idea of who I want to play. I got to figure out which class actually fits mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I, I instead of picking it all all 21 at once, I wanted you to yeah. pick it in sections like so that you could be like, you know, okay. I can't I can't just, you know, max, you know, uh whatever. Oh, like, Travis has two characters now that have maxed out one stat. I don't know how he keeps doing it. <laughs> It, He's just not following the rules. Well, it's, <laughs> is it possible? So how do you, when you're doing it, so yeah. this is the the way I read it was that like you, mm-hmm. in that first part, you pick seven different skills. Mm-hmm. Then the second yes. part, you do seven, you, you can assign seven more. But like I, in, in my mind, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, I could only like increase each by one. In that phase. And then, and then yes. in the third. That's how I read it. But like, I think part of the problem is that we've all played RPGs mm-hmm. before, and we just like saw the math, and it's like, oh, you get to allocate twenty one. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's where. And so like, because like I definitely like I did the like seven seven seven, yeah. and then I went and fucked. With I think it. so. Like, because yeah. it was like, because I was still writing my bio kind of while I was doing yeah. it, and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna actually drop this one back to a one and make this other one a three yeah. and pretend yeah. that I did it over three. I've done rounds. exactly the same like, thing. Yeah. So with every, every is, kind. Is the idea <laughs> that you could only get to, I don't even know, does it go to a five? Like you only get to a four or five, like through subsequent gameplay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's got to be something to work yeah, for, no, right? And we're not we're not going to be we're not D and D where you're gonna just become a Goliath of a god, you know? Oh, is that? So, like, I didn't read. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't read through it. Is that the like that last phase of like how how, how do you earn how do you earn new points? So we're the idea is that and we're still working on that part mm. too. Is just the idea that you know. It, rather than rather than just standard XP or whatever, you would get rewards, and that would inherently either buff you or not. Like yep. so, in, th in this case, again, I, I grounded you by by your reward is you getting get your ship back, back right. you know. No. So so, but in other cases, it might just be money. It it could be items. It could be you know a, a skill point or something if it's a really significant thing. Uh, the other option is uh in terms of if you lose you could gain a skill point so like yep. a bottoming out situation okay. is well you fucked up significantly but how does this make you how does this change you how does this make mm -hmm. you better how do you move on so you maybe you, you would fail be, to get the you think bounty. you would be assigning a skill point or is the player saying like i want to give myself this skill i mean i presumably have to be relevant to whatever just happened right yeah i, I think it's yeah. a combination so, of both right i think it's still a uh, the yeah, because we we haven't gotten to this at all yet because you know we've run single games. Sure. Uh, but the idea of across multiple sessions is like, hey, you know, like the the concept is like, you know, Rondo lost a hand, and the idea is that sometime in the past, some job went wrong, right, and that's why you lost your hand, and that's what we want to do moving forward, right? Like, so uh, if in this if in this one, like I don't know uh, if. If Squawk's got shot in a wing, Jesus Christ, this is awful. But like now he's got a point in prosthetics because now he's yeah. got a prosthetic wing that he's got a skill in, right? Yeah. So it's it's leveled up one. I do think because you have so many skills and like mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm starting here with three, six, eight. I mean, I, I don't know. I have like fifteen skills that I have points in. Maybe I just like the idea mm -hmm. of like yeah, mm -hmm. on this particular thing, I did whatever. Like I don't have a skill in persuasion but like i did a lot of persuasion today so i get that or i don't have a skill in the you i was did. yelling I a lot so i got an acoustic skill <laughs> that would be spot <laughs> <laughs> you you took a phone call on a yeah, roller right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all we hope you enjoyed our second playtest episode uh next week we are talking about Boogie Woogie Feng Shui, and we have a very special playtest for this one with a whole bunch of first-time tabletop RPG players. Lee Joe, are you excited? Oh boy, I can't even imagine the chaos that, that'll happen. I can't, because we recorded it already. Goodbye! <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you've got questions, suggestions, or if you're starting your own Bebop Tabletop session, you can reach us on Twitter, at Bebop Tabletop. It's a criticism on capitalism, see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.